All right, people, welcome to another episode of Natty News Daily. So this one's going to be uh, a little bit different than the previous episodes that we did, but kind of what the original inception of Natty News was supposed to be it was kind of just a culmination of some stories that go on within the natural um, bodybuilding community. Obviously, we did the episode with um, the WMBF UK. Sorry, James, you didn't get to join in on that, but we'll miss it next time. Um, then we did the kind of upcoming athletes kind of stuff. And I don't know about you guys, but I got positive feedback on both those style of videos. So we'll probably keep those in the mix and we'll just kind of have a different uh, kind of scheme for videos moving forward. Um, but so today we're going to start with um, just some more changes that have gone on in the natural bodybuilding community. Obviously, if you guys follow the Natty News, we talked about the UK DFBA. Um, parting ways with the WMBF. Now, um, the Natty Revolution, which I think James out of the three of us knows a bit more than, than Dan and I about them parting ways with um, the IMBA. So we don't know a whole lot. Can you speak to that at all, James? Just what you do know from who you've spoken with? With what I do know, that's not speculation and that's not like personally biased. Uh, I was told that the split was not planned, uh, somewhat spontaneous. Um, so the big thing, the Natty Revolution is a promoting company. So they promote uh, a variety of shows across the United States. And previously, they were you know, affiliated with the PMBA IMBA. So any winner from the Natty Revolution shows, which are like the, the Mr. and Mrs. Upstate New York was the one that I was most familiar with because I was in that area. Uh, those winners would get a PNBA pro card, be qualified to go on and like compete for the natural Olympia. They have now split ways. Um, currently, because this is, this was kind of like really, really close to one of the shows. I think about eight days away from one of the shows happening. Um, the sh all the shows are still going on. Uh, none of the shows have been canceled. It's just now, if you win, you are no longer affiliated with the PNBA. They're not offering those pro cards. However, as a ca caveat, uh, Leif Anderson, who runs uh, the, those shows, is saying that he is creating his own pro card for what that's worth, um, but also that other organizations, which he left unnamed currently, um, will be kind of honoring uh, the pros out of that organization and allowing them to compete in pros uh, as pros in their organization. So pretty much more information to come, but just don't expect the PNBA pro card or use that as a route if that's uh, the way you want to go. So how many shows would they have run, you know? Mm, it's not a huge amount. I'm thinking somewhere around like eight or so sounds about right but i'm that's all guess i don't i've just i've looked at their shows before um they're pretty well spread out so they have a good coverage but i really don't know too much about them from their website they say that they are all about the athlete but again i've never competed uh and i don't want to repeat some of the rumors or the uh this some of the other stuff that i've heard because it's all speculation because i have no personal experience with it so that'll be another i guess option for people that want to compete now is is through them right yeah, it is, but it, there's a little bit of unknown, right? Because it's like, all right, I'm going to compete for the sake of competing if I was already registered, but it's like, if I win, where does this take me? If that's the route you want to go. Some people just compete for the sake of competing, and that's fine, and if it's a good show, great. Some shows like that can be a good option if they're, if they're close. Like, if they're local, like 
no travel required. That kind of stuff can be convenient. So even if it's, you know, not in the organization that you want to compete in, sometimes it might be a good option though, if, if it's not, you know, out of your way, so to speak, and it kind of aligns with your season anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Like first time competitor, and if it's in your hometown or close by, get your feet wet, go to a good show, yeah. you know, see what it's like, see how you do, see what you think. Yeah, I guess the only potential weird part is now another pro card thrown into the mix, right? Which we've talked about before and just the, the saturation of pro cards that are, that are given out over the course of a year just within natural bodybuilding. Not any organization in, in particular, but just the sheer volume that it gets somewhat devalued sometimes, right? So I heard that, uh, you know, if they do move forward with everything, maybe they can kind of link up with an organization and, and come to like one solid group instead of having all these smaller pop-ups, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there will be. I think right now is kind of just like scrambling to keep the shows going. Um because there's there's probably a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't know and won't know. For sure. For sure. All right. Next up, um, a little physique update by uh, Jeff Nippard. So I'm just gonna share screen right now. Come on over. You guys see that now? Yep. All right. Bearcat. Fellow uh, Canadian, give him a little shout out. So uh, I, I mean. I'm going to guarantee everybody that's watching this knows who Jeff Nippert is. Um, but turned pro pretty young within the WMBF. Um, and, you know, every once in a while, we'll throw the physique updates out there. But uh, which show did he win? He won the one of the ones in California, didn't he? I think he turned pro at the Muscle Mayhem. I think it was the Muscle Mayhem. I think it was the Muscle Mayhem. Yeah. And it was like when he was 23 or something. I think he's only a year older than me. And, That's crazy young. Yeah, and he looked insane. I'd have to scroll oh, yeah. to find photos, but like when you see this now, you're just like, man, I wish he'd compete again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's dense. He's absolutely dense. Um, and it, the funny thing is, like one of our one of the big things everyone talks about in natural bodybuilding is like you have to take time off to grow. You have to take time off to grow. You have to get big. Yep. He's been doing that for god knows how many years now you know like he looked great before and has been years and years and years away from the stage just doing the same thing year in and year out and i can imagine when he does finally compete again if he does he's just gonna look ridiculous yeah he says he's 170 here and he's five five so that's that's a lot of muscle on on that frame for sure i mean he's always been very dense and muscular but you know to, to see these you know, quick little updates. I mean, when you look, he's even got a little bit of like vascularity in his traps and stuff at, mm-hmm. at 170. And I feel like he competed as a lightweight, if I remember correctly, if not a bantamweight back in the day. So he's, uh, he's definitely uh, keeping, keeping that bodybuilding shape. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Does the WMBF have the rule where you have to compete every two years to keep your pro card? Yeah, so he would have to go through as an amateur again? Well, I thought I read something just recently about you can buy back in. So if you turn pro, now I could totally be wrong with this, and I don't know if it applies to the WMBF, but I 
thought I read something about X organization. If you, you know, if they had that rule in place where every two years um, you could buy in, if you're a pre-existing pro, you just need to renew your pro membership and you can compete then as a pro. Um, mm-hmm. Which I, you know, to me makes sense. Like when you look at like Jeff as a prime example, like, okay, he hasn't competed in a few years, but you can't deny that he's, no, he's any worse than when he did turn pro he's obviously yeah very much improved so to deny him of that status and say ah you're you're an amateur again like that i would i don't like that either yeah especially like with with bodybuilding like where it's so important to be able to take time off from the stage and you can't consistently stay in show shape all the time i i think especially for natural bodybuilders um it's just like i I can't say from experience on the enhanced side, but it seems like some of the the side effects that uh, those guys get into with like, you know, physiologically are not quite as extreme as some of the natural guys. Cause like I'm, I'm, I've heard like guys, I heard Ian Valier talk on Fuad's podcast about how he was says like libido was like completely normal up to the Olympia. And he was like in shape and it's like, I don't know if that's possible without without drug usage, like to 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 not have that depleted to zero. Like, and he said he was going like full bore. It's like, man, that's just like I don't think that's that possible physiologically. Mm-hmm. One thing too, I want to mention about Jeff. Um, you know, he he really debunks the argument that you, like you don't like he trains like a powerlifter to an extent, and look at the hypertrophy and physique progress he's made right like i know he does accessory work and stuff like that but you know he does heavy twos and threes and stuff all the time with his big three right so mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's cool to see that you know it's more evidence that there's not just one way to do things right yeah yeah i do Absolutely. think that there's still kind of a limiting you know, where you know their returns are limiting at a certain point but and i think it caps off probably around four or five reps but i don't know it's hard to say speculative yeah. but even even you know heavy sets of two and three can build muscle though too it's not like they're not building muscle yeah yeah not super cool um okay next one we're gonna go to this post here by chris barricat now this one i actually commented on because it kind of you know struck a chord with me and um you know when i was reading through it i, I thought of you two as well because you kind of are living through this that he made so um you know briefly i'll i'll kind of sum up so uh from what it looks like this was eight years ago um when he had competed um and and basically talks about you know the journey back then and you know how you you kind of just stayed behind closed doors you you kept your head down you did the work you weren't posting things you weren't sharing things you were obligated to post physique updates or all this kind of stuff and you know, really, he talks about enjoying like the almost like the purity of the sport back then. Um, and this is something I've actually gone back and forth in my own head about um, with my upcoming season. And, you know, do I want to do like a prep series on YouTube? You know, I have a videographer that I work with. Do I want to document? Do I want to make all this cool content? You know, and there's there's pros and cons. So I, I want to actually talk to you two about it. Um, you know, we'll start with you, James, because you're obviously doing the the shadow prep style right now um 
you know, kind of what Chris was talking about, where you don't really post a whole lot, you know, you do the odd thing here and there, but you know, you're, you're kind of just waiting till, till the end to unveil the final product. So what, what kind of pursued you to want to do that? You know, have you seen benefits from it? Do you miss sharing things? You know, what's it all kind of for you? It, it has been absolutely fantastic for me. Um, I'll kind of compare it to the last prep. So situationally in my life, my life is very different from where it was when I prepped last. I'm out of grad school. I have a solid career, like finances are stable, relationships stable, all that stuff. Um, some of that was stable back then. Relationship was fine back then. Caveat there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's important uh, to note though. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, was, there was a lot of turmoil there and a, a lot of stressors that I don't need to dive into here. But I also was putting so much immense stress on myself to post on social media, spending time making sure I look good in all the posts and like spending time doing extra posing, like, and it had to look great. And I had to make sure I posted every day and try and sound like extra smart on these captions or come up with something brilliant to like blow everyone's minds. And it just was such a drain on me emotionally. And I, I really think that I was doing it because I felt like I had to, I, I still had some imposter syndrome going on. I had to feel validated that I was really a bodybuilder. It was only, you know, my second and third show. I was coaching people more lifestyle at that point and still at, uh, currently, but I just felt like I have to do well. Otherwise I'm lying to my clients. Like if I can't prove this, if I can't win, if I can't get a pro card, who am I to tell these people what to do? which is absolutely untrue. Like my education alone gives me, you know, the right to, to educate other people. But um, this, this time around, just completely getting rid of all that. It's uh, there's no, there's no stress there. Um, you know, I can I not feel the pressure of like, if I post someone just being like, Oh, he's, he's six weeks out. He's eight weeks out. He's 10 weeks out. He doesn't look like that. You should look like this. And like comparing photos of me to other people, none of that's happening. It's just, I go in, I do what I'm supposed to do. I send my photos to Brett. I weigh in and that's it. I don't make any decisions. That's what he's there for. I don't stress. And it's, it's been remarkable. Um, you know, I still put out, I think the big thing now is I'm putting out more educational content through our business page and not so much worrying about my personal content. And it's been great for me. Um, I, I absolutely love it. I struggle to think that I would go back to that. Also, you know, you mentioned the, people comparing you to others and in a negative light, but also, you know, the, the cheerleaders, right? Oh man, you look so good. You've got this, like mm -hmm. you're a pro with a mm -hmm. question like that stuff, you know, you, you can start to. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely came into, I came into some of my other shows like way too confident. Yep. Um, you know, you look good in a bubble. You look good. You know, I was posing in Samson's uh, if anyone knows Samson's in Rochester, that's like the most legit bodybuilding gym you'll find. Uh, Danny Padillo was still training people there when I was working out there. Um, that shot of Danny Padillo, uh, that one, there's that one shot that's so, so cool. Yeah. So he and was still training like, people like there. his hair sweaty and it's just like rolled up gym shorts, not crazy lean, but man, he's full and yeah, it's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a great yeah. shot. Anyway. Fantastic environment there. But I was, I was like, you know, in the posing room beautiful lighting like all these things trying to like make myself look as good as possible and then like looking at that it's like but that's not what you're going to look like on stage like yeah there's good lighting and everything but yeah. you know filters and instagram and you know blackout lights and everything that's not real you know so i was lying to myself and allowing other people to to feed me those lies in the comment section 
and Dan, for yourself as well, you did a, a bit of a tidy up phase now and just recently posted updates. Yeah. At, you know. Yeah, I, I did it. 20 pounds ago, right? So it was a. Yeah, I'm almost 20 pounds down. Yeah, it was kind of a mic drop. So. Yeah. Process with that too. You know, you used to be pretty. Uh, you know, even months prior to this, really training footage, training footage, this. this yeah, this. yeah. You really dialed that back. So, was there? you know, rationale behind that or just something you want to do? Um, mostly just something I wanted to do. I mean, like in terms of like posting stuff, it was just like, it was just too much for me to handle. I have a lot of things on my plate. Uh, my overall workload, like through my, through my job, job has gone up substantially. So um, just don't have quite as much time to do that. I'm doing a lot of other things on the side. So, um, but th the past, whatever, eight, nine weeks, I, my intent was literally just to break the internet. Like just, just say, Oh, I'm going to start, start dieting. And then, and then all of a sudden, bam, <laughs> which was fun. So I, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, like I, like posting in general doesn't really bother me too much. I don't really know. I I've never really had too much of an issue with it so i think i'm in a little bit of a different situation than james um when i when i did win my pro card in 2018 i don't even know that i had 100 followers in social media so like <laughs> and by the end of it i barely had any energy to post so it's like you know but i don't know i kind of like posting the cool photos and everything like that and uh I, i'm getting to the point kind of now at this like that i i feel like i kind of looked apart at this point so like I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of like, I, I like posting though. So, but uh, no, that was mo mostly just to break the internet really, but just for a little fun. I, I go back and forth, right? Cause I know, you know, from a business standpoint, probably going to help from a social media growth, probably going to help. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, just to document, you know, to look back on, obviously not a bad thing, but I don't know. I, I do. I do remember the good old days you know, even when I first started competing, Instagram was nowhere near as big as it is now. And it was very casual. You know, you'd, you'd post something randomly and that was it. Um, yeah. Something a little free, I guess you could say about that. You know, when I look at, uh, you know, I, I look up to a lot of older competitors, right? So, I, I you know, someone like Brett James, you know, he doesn't post a whole lot. Uh, Mike, mm -hmm. Cliff, he, he posts like old photos, but he rarely posts really anything at all and i just i look at that and i'm like ah that, that must be mentally very like light you know what i mean like you're not thinking about you know james touched on it right like getting the perfect photo with the perfect lighting and you're posing and you know you do a side chest and you take the photo you're like ah not that one another one ah not that one and all of a sudden, minutes go by gotta do video and screenshot that's my that's my tactic yeah but the quality's not as good like all like those are the things you know <laughs> yeah think about because a lot of my, you know, business is directly from Instagram. I, I can't tell you the last time I didn't get a client that wasn't through Instagram yeah. or word of mouth from someone on Instagram, right? So it's uh, it, it's tough, right? You go like I have my final physique updates, which I sent you guys for the end of the offseason, and I haven't posted them yet because I'm just like, man, I don't do I want to? Do I not want to? It's weird. It's a weird uh, yeah battle that you know, bodybuilders of years before us never, ever would have had to worry about. I, th I think it's, a, it's not a bad idea. Like if, if there's substantial visual change, like 
might not be a bad idea to post it. Like, I think some people get into the thing where they're, you know, posting like weekly photos and it's like, that's great for like your coach, but it's like, man, like at the end of the day, it's like, he looks like almost identical to what he did last week. So it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know for me. I like just posting like periodically, maybe every few months or every few weeks. And then the occasional, like, well, now it's not as occasional, but like the, the, when I have like a sick rear delt pump or something where it just looks like a tumor, like I'm going to post that. I'm absolutely going to post that. <laughs> yeah. You I know? think it's, I think it's kind of important to post like the big benchmark stuff, like Leroy for you, the end of a bulk, like you'll probably want to document that. And if you don't put it on social media, you know, you may lose it. It may get deleted whatever. Um, so at least that's there and you can look back and say like, all right, this was the end of this phase, maybe take one at the end of the next phase. And then you can see the real comparison. But like Dan said, the weekly stuff, I was doing that last prep and it's like, or you almost like daily. It's like, no one cares. You know, you're seeing the same photos 50 different times in the same lighting. And it's like, it doesn't matter. You know, what are you going to look like on stage? That's what matters. Exactly. I do think it's a good idea, like especially as you get close to contest to, to take photos and document. I, I still wish I did more more of that in those last few weeks. At, at that point, for me, it was like I barely had the energy to like want to do any of that. So, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, and we talked about this and uh, in our podcast with um, Andrew and Steph, uh, like my show photos from my when I went when I turned pro were garbage. And I barely, so I barely have any, like, I have a couple like mirror photos of uh, like pretty close to contest that look sick, but like, uh, like a lot of like the legit photos just don't do justice. And I'm like, man, I wish it documented it. I mean, all the photos I send you were like, and, and you put in like the, um, the thumbnails for like when we, when we not, not for this podcast, but for the, the bodybuilding and banter are like, are from my first show where I look decent, but like, I looked a lot better five weeks later. I mean, I was down another seven pounds five weeks later. Like I actually had like decent detail on my legs and, you know, just everything was striated up top. So, um, yeah, I wish, I wish I took more, but I took a few, which I do. I do love, love those photos and videos, but yeah. All right, people, that wraps up today's episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this, you know, more of like a a news style. If you did, let us know in the comments below and let us know uh, if you have any thoughts on the whole posting uh, situation, because I'm I'm curious to see if anybody else goes through this battle um, alongside the three of us. We're we're all similar age groups, so it could be just a generational thing. Um, But anyways, if you guys- It's just social media. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at natty underscore news underscore daily with more updates. And we'll see you guys in the next one.